Greetings Atlanta and podcast listeners everywhere. Welcome to Atlanta Public Schools School Social Work Services Department Season 2 Episode 1 Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Anthony, Social Work Services Coordinator, and we are very excited to be speaking with you this month because March is National Social Work Month and March 6th through 12th was National School Social Work Week. Now, this year's theme for Social Work Month is The Time is Right for Social Work. Um, And the theme, The Time is Right for Social Work, embodies how social workers rose to meet the most pressing challenges of all of our lifetimes, which includes uh, COVID-19, the pandemic, uh, and even as our nation continues to grapple with uh, systemic racism, economic inequality, climate change, um, the social workers in response to these unprecedented, unprecedented times, what we've done is we've made a paradigm shift to redirect our efforts towards targeted supports. Um, now, these targeted supports uh, include uh, community outreach, needs assessments, identifying and mobilizing resources, uh, and also building agency and community partnerships. All right. So what I'd like to do before we even begin with our podcast is to really thank um, our superintendent, Dr. Herring, for her leadership, uh, Miss Yolanda Brown, who is our chief ac- academic officer, um, Dr. Katika Lovett, who is the Assistant Superintendent of Student Services, and Dr. Shannon Hervey, who is the Director of Student Support and Intervention, uh, for their support of the School Social Work Services uh, Department. All right, um, I think it's also important to acknowledge all of our parents and families uh, for all of your efforts, uh, for everything that you're doing to nurture and cultivate your children, because we see how your efforts are helping them to thrive in these extraordinary times. So Atlanta, we have three guests with us today who will be highlighting their work with Atlanta Public Schools School Social Workers. Um, Our first guest is Officer Russell Staniel, who will be interviewed uh, by Elisha Curvey. We also have Principal Dr. Evelyn Mobley, who will be interviewed by Shatila Brown. And then lastly, we have a teacher uh, who will be interviewed by Adelia Johnson. His name is Mr. Robert Bass. Hello everyone, I'm Alicia Curvey. I'm the Truancy Social Worker for Atlantic Public Schools. And a part of the work that I do is a collaboration with the Atlanta Police Department and MARTA um, Juvenile Crime Team. Um, One of the officers that I'll interview today would be Officer Russell Daniel, serves Zone 6. So Officer Daniel, can you um, introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been a Truancy Officer? Okay, um, Officer Sanya, as Ms. Kevin said, um, serve the um, Area Zone 6. Um, the two major high schools over there, uh, Miller Jackson and Midtown High. Um, I have been doing truancy work um, a lot of part of um, three, four years. Prior to being a truancy officer, I was uh, part of the um, SRO program at the time, an APD 
used to the DSRO, so I was assigned at Ferro, where I spent three years over there. Okay, so definitely had a lot of experiences with our students. Could you share what some of the work you do with the school-based social workers when it as it relates to working with our students? Um, you know, the primary goal, um, as I do my patrol canvas the area, um, I um, recognize um, students that may be um, skipping school or not being in school. One of the approach I've always used is um, I never approach them as being the police officer, but also as more of a concerned citizen. Walk up to them and ask them basic question. Hey, how are you doing? Um, are you a student? What school do you go to? And have that career, um, basically try to build a rapport with them. And a lot of times, most times, one of the favorite things they'll say, oh, I missed the bus. I said, okay, that's no problem. I'll give you a ride and I'll take you to school. Uh, once you get to the school, 90% um, of the time I go to the school, I interact with the social worker. I never take them directly to a school administrator, the principal or assistant principal. I believe uh, the best person that I they should interact with at that time is a social worker because that uh, person may have a little knowledge of that student and be able to have a better communication with them. Because most times kids, when you think about principal, all the thing about is discipline and you don't want to lose them that way and while you try to encourage them to stay in school. That's great. And most of our social workers that you interact with in your zone definitely value the work that you do. They know that you are canvassing the areas and that you are helping to make sure that our students are safe. So I wanted to ask in line with safety, what are some of the interventions that you do in the community to help our students? Uh, one of the things um, that um, we used to do is most times um, we find, try to find, find out the areas that most times those kids um, hang out, um, be at a store or somewhere else. So I try to go and speak with the um, store managers and let them, yeah, well, okay, if you do sport, those kids are only at that time. Um, I give them my number so they could call me so I could go out there and try to reach out to them before they may get involved into other activities where they may be encounter an officer who don't do um, truancy or that sort and then the end result is that they'll be arrested and be taken before the court. So I try to reach out in that aspect in the community to have that relationship with business owners and other places. Okay, that's awesome. And so that's what you do, but we wanted our listeners to know what you do. Because on, in, the, in the time of the social unrest, a, a lot of times police officers are not seen as helpers. And we know that your work with our system, you definitely are helpers. You're helping our students stay safe. You're helping our students to remain in school or be connected back to the school when they find themselves um, wandering off campus or just not showing up. They know that there's someone in the community that cares and the part of that community that cares includes the police officers. So we thank you so much for all the work that you do with our students. So I wanted to ask, since you specifically work with the truancy social worker, can you share some of the um, work or how the truancy social worker supports your work? Um, <clears throat> it's um, basically like when we go out there in the field, a lot of times we don't have the information. Sometimes kids will give names and then one of the ways we could know if that child is actually registered in a school is to um, contact the, um, either the school social work or the truancy office. And um, in that area, 
Um, your office has been very helpful in, um, in that area so that we could be able to identify kids um, and know which school they go to. Because believe it or not, sometimes the kids tell you something and if you don't do any background on it, you will lose them. Yeah. Perfect for example, um, two weeks ago we were at um, in the area of um, Midtown High, met a young guy, he said, oh, I go to Grady. He gave the name, uh, my co-colleague um, drove him to Grady and only to find out he was not registered at Grady. He was registered at Howard Middle School. So, yeah, so this, it, it is so that's where your office is. Unbelievable that they would not give their exact name or the school that they attend. That is a part of um, safety, is to make sure that we account for who is in our community and make sure that the parents also are aware that when their students are not in school, and you all definitely help us with that work. Let me ask you this one last question. Um, why is it an important um, job to you? Why is being an insurance officer important? Um, for me, um, I see truancy being important to me because um, I value education um, and I understand um, education because coming from small island developing country, um, growing up, this is what we see as the way out of whatever circumstance you're in. So I see education as that stepping stone and I believe if kids do not attend school, they're missing on this opportunity. And it's, it's more to me um, that doing that to try to keep these kids to stay in school so that they can understand that it's not just that you're going to school, you're there trying to build something for your future. Because like one of my old high school mothers used to say, education is the basis for personal development. And without that, a lot of times um, kids are, are gone. And the other aspect about it is, like I say, idle hands, we know what that means. So if I could get them off the street and be in school, I believe that's the best place for them. Because out there they could get involved in criminal activity or they themselves could be a victim or something. Um, human trafficking, um, yes. drugs, anything. So I believe um, with me being out there, doing that aspect is um, doing some sort of um, community service and to help our young people to better the future. Absolutely. And I didn't want to um, end without allowing um, any other uh, uh, committee to ask me any questions. I definitely appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate the work that you do with the school-based social workers and um, the truancy um, prevention and intervention. Definitely help us out in doing those speech three times a week and canvassing your area and definitely be on top, being on top of what's going on in the community and communicating that with our um, social workers in the schools. I thank you so much. Dr. Anthony, did you have anything to say? Yes, um, I want to mirror what uh, Ms. Curvey is saying and really thank you for your service. Uh, Officer Stanyo, um, you really, um, uh, all officers um, put put their lives at risk on behalf of the, of the larger public. And um, you take it another step further by um, not seeing your role as just um, <clears throat> taking students and, um, you know, filing charges or what have you. But it's really about uh, what you're really doing is saving lives. 
um, you know, not in the way that we see with a doctor or, or what have you, but, you know, um, it, it's, it's really in, in this um, societal uh, ills that we have going on with poverty. Um, we've got the pandemic. We've got multiple things going on. And uh, what you're doing is truly about saving lives. So I, I commend you for your service. I commend you for making a shift, a paradigm shift in looking at how you um, provide that support in a very different way from how we are used to seeing it, um, society as a whole. Um, and uh, I, I just thank you. So I, I did want to put that on the table. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I know I try to reiterate to the students here at Midtown that they don't quite understand the dangers that exist beyond school grounds during the school day. And you mentioned something that was very important, that's um, human trafficking, which is a very big thing in Atlanta. And so we're always concerned when our kids skip or if they don't come to school. Um, and of course, we, we unfortunately have had incidents where students have gotten in criminal trouble um, and then came back to the school and, you know, unfortunately they were taken away um, from school grounds because of something they did off campus. And so I just really thank you for for being that uh, preventive, but that preventive work uh, that we're trying to do with our kids. So we really appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. And I just wanted to add, Officer Staniel also is a quality of life um, officer. He goes out to assist with issues involving our homeless, which is a large issue. So for him to split his time with doing truancy and being quality of life is definitely um, um, appreciated because some of our families are even tied to um, families that he meets in the community. So thank you again um, for, I guess, doubling down and doing very tough work. Yes, it did. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a great day. Hi, hi. Um, welcome. Again, um, I'm Shatila Brown, and I wanted to introduce you guys to a principal with Atlanta Public Schools, Phoenix Academy. Her name is Dr. Evelyn Mobley. She's going to share some things with us on today's podcast around school social work since this is social work month and we also celebrated school social work week this month i thought that we'd kick it off by um asking her some questions around social work so dr mobley can you tell us a little about the phoenix academy program just to kind of start out sure good afternoon and thank you for affording me the opportunity to speak during social work a month Actually, it is social worker year, but we will speak to the month. Uh, a little bit about Phoenix Academy program. It is a non-traditional program that supports non-traditional students in Atlanta public schools. The goal is to uh, give them continuous wraparound services, remove barriers, and become their friends so that uh, they can move across the stage and become citizens in their community and hopefully uh, they will bring a lot of hope to those that are around them. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's a, that sounds like a lot that you guys are doing or that Phoenix Academy is doing to support um, the students of Atlanta Public School. 
What role do you see the school social worker playing supporting students in this role as far as the wraparound supports and everything that Phoenix Academy brings um, students and scholars? Ms. Brown, uh, the wraparound support is a big word. Uh, it's a big phrase. I think sometimes we take wraparound support uh, for granted. Uh, first of all, I would like to say, I believe as a leader that it is essential for school workers, uh, social workers to have a place at the table. And that is where the rich and deep collaboration comes from. And that is where you find the student. That is where you make accommodations for the students. That's where you find what is needed to give them the wraparound services that will bring uh, a difference. So I, I, I believe that, you know, when we say social worker, uh, that person should be at the table with a leadership team working to make sure that students in the school needs are met and it's not you know a hit or miss it's an intentional move to help support our students agreed uh <clears throat> what are some what are some major contributions that you have seen from the social worker plan removing barriers for students at phoenix academy wow that's um easy one um as you know we work with the whole child and making sure that their needs are met is a big part of our risk assessment. Uh, the social worker comes to the table. Uh, we look at what risk, because they're all at risk. So we look at, we identify the risk together. In tandem, we assess the risk. We prioritize and then uh, the mitigation. And that's where uh, Ms. Brown has a lot of uh, uh, ways to make inroads for our students. So some of the major, major contributions that I've seen is um, it first starts with the assessments because you cannot contribute to something if you don't know what you're contributing to. So when we look at data, for example, I know Mrs. Brown data. I know that she's had 22 students to have ideation, suicide ideations this year. I know that uh, health and mental illness uh, challenges, she supported over 75. If I look at economic aid and sessions, it's well over 150. And I can go on and on, you know, consulting with agencies, uh, consulting with school staff, having group crisis interventions, and uh, making sure that those needs are met. So once the assessments are met, those contributions would come back to create an individual plan for their student. The social worker is a big part of our care team. The social worker bring, comes to uh, bring resources, um, looking at the mental. Um, if you have time, you can come through. Ms. Brown has what we call a room to breathe. And can you imagine having a place to go and just uh, woosah, going to a place where you can uh, think and reflect? Um, in addition to having a room to breathe, uh, we have a watering hole for teachers that Ms. Brown was uh, working very hard to make sure that our teachers, in addition to our students, uh, had a place where they could go and unwind. Uh, and then there is a, another um, place in our building where students can go and, uh, and unwind. There are also uh, food pantry, food closets. As a matter of fact, we had a food drive yesterday and it was so successful. And to see people come and to partake of that, uh, that type of support, um, this is one of my favorite stories. Uh, I have a mentee here and I won't call his name, but I went to Ms. Brown and I said, and I said, Ms. Brown, I need support for this student. Now, 
it's not that she doesn't support students equally. It's just that I have a student that I need to coach across the stage. And so we partner in meeting his needs. And, uh, you know, it's always, that's no problem. Uh, it's always, uh, we got this. So just to have her at the table or any social worker who is um, contributing, I think it's critical that we know what we are contributing to and we know why we are contributing to that. And we can see the face of that student and not just a number. So everything, all the contributions here, the Kroger cars, the Pogs cars, uh, uh, all the partnerships are intentional. And they, those resources, uh, Mrs. Brown does a great job aligning those resources with the needs of our students. And it makes for happy students, it makes for productive students. And uh, the bottom line is it makes for a team, a team effort. She's a critical part of our team. Thank you, Dr. Mobley. Uh, when we talk about hope, because I know that um, at Phoenix Academy, we use that word quite often. It's, just, it's, it's, it's really not just a word at Phoenix Academy. Can you elaborate on, first of all, what hope means and how do you envision a social worker at Phoenix Academy or any social worker bringing hope to students? Mrs. Brown, I believe hope uh, delivers. I, I don't think it's a word that uh, we use with, you know, just for it to be a cute word. That is a big word because you have to deliver. If we are our students hope, we have to deliver. And I believe that every social worker is a deliverer, whether, you know, they are uh, delivering food, uh, uh, encouraging word, uh, removing barriers, uh, eyeglasses, you know, we can go on and on. The social workers play a huge part in delivering hope to our students. And um, it is something that emerges again out of the assessments of who our students are. You know, we may think we're giving hope, but it wasn't the right hope. So aligning that hope with the needs of our students. You know, you thought you gave me hope because you gave me self-rising flour, but I needed plain. You know, you thought you gave me hope because you gave me a pair of sneakers and you gave me a martyr card, but little did you know that I cannot ride martyr and a sneaker is a size too small for me. So I believe that uh, hope has a, a, a pulse. I believe it is uh, a breathing, uh, living, uh, heartfelt thing that all social workers uh, are built from. And I believe that in the end, it is that little small voice whispering maybe when it seems the whole world is shouting no. So it's a big deal. And um, I just have to give uh, our, our social workers, just forgive me, uh, uh, she is a merchant of hope and she understands the hope dosage. You know, hope has doses, dosage too. Some kids need a bigger dose of hope than others, but uh, we're here to find out what that need is. We're here working as a team to make sure that we support our students and our staff and the administrative staff. You know, it, it, it's about everybody. It really is about everybody. So uh, yes, what's your dose of hope? You know, and, and how do you make it work? Because too much hope can cripple children, but just the right dose can make them walk. So that's what we want to see. We want to see them, uh, you know, be that student who uh, engages when uh, they would not engage, who, whose gait is different than when they walk through the door, you know, who has that self-efficacy and that student voice now because uh, of the critical, intentional 
potent wraparound services that uh, social workers are a great part of. So uh, social work is bigger than a week, it's bigger than a month, it is a ministry. It really is, and I appreciate you sharing it. Um, Dr. Mug, I just wanted to ask you one more, one, and, and, and this is actually not a question. Um, you know, you elaborated so well on you know, dosage and hope and, and all of that. Can you um, just walk me through or walk us through uh, just a scenario or an example of that even happening so that someone listening can really see what that looks like in a school setting? Well, sure, absolutely. Uh, that's an easy one. Um, and I, I will just uh, play one in my head. I, I have full of, uh, you know, we're, we're there. So uh, a student comes in um, and before he gets or she gets to us, we understand uh, what parent contact looks like. We understand what SLDS looks like. We understand what uh, habits of uh, academic or social looks like from transcripts. And uh, we understand that they're here for a reason and that now they have fallen on our wall. We put together a care team and that care team looks like, uh, we call them Merchants of Hope. Uh, that is Ms. Brown, our social worker. That is uh, one of our counselors. Uh, that is the family engagement person. That is, uh, they are critical partners that come to the table along with all administrators, because if we don't know our children, we have a problem. So they come to the table, and the first thing we do is we shred documents that would have been derogatory. So we do we go through the shredding of discipline forms, uh, different, and, and they are shredded in front of them, even though we have our record. To them, uh, that's like paying off a student loan. So they're shredded in front of them. Uh, we apologize for our system, and we move forward and putting together an educational plan for them. Uh, the baby that's in front of me now has uh, bright red hair, and so we work to get into their world. And the first thing we would say something like this, girl, you are rocking that hair. I love it. And just trying to, you know, find that, that some common ground or, you know, just to salute who they are. And once we do that, we talk about what does content look like to you? Tell me, what do you do really well and what do you struggle in? And whether we struggle in uh, math or not, they may say, oh, I really struggle in math. And someone will say, don't worry about it. I struggle in math too. So there again, we are keeping common ground and parallel so that we don't rise above them. We want them to feel at home. We want them to know we're here to help. And so at the end of the day, even if we have students who come to us and it is clear to us, they have colors on. And those colors being, they belong to a game. And uh, we talk about that up front and we talk about the respect for the building and we talk about, you know, what respect looks like and how we want to respect them, but we want them to respect the climate and culture here. So what we do is we try to unpack as much as we can in that initial visit. And then when they return to get a schedule and we, we engage the parents, uh, if they are parents, if there's a parole officer, we engage them. Uh, if it's auntie now, we engage them. Uh, and then once they return for a schedule, the first thing we want to make known is that we remembered your name. And I'll say, oh, Darian, you're back. You know, someone will greet them and we will just, you know, go all out for greetings. And then we, uh, they, they become acclimated to the building, to their teachers. Uh, and 
before they come, every teacher, Miss Brown, the counselor, we know what the needs are. She will know if they're homeless. She will wonder if, I mean, she will know if they need clothes. Uh, we talk about breeze cards. We talk about uh, uh, the student who lives with a grandmother who has to work because the father passed away of COVID. And so now he's there with his, his grandmother. And so the extension of just the child, a critical component for uh, the social worker is to find out how we can connect. What are the connectors here that's going to recircuit and give life back to this situation that just seems dead and hopeless? And um, and it goes from there. There uh, we, we drop in, uh, we call. I think I'll do a book and entitle it Threads because the threads on our cell phones, um, you know, that's important. Uh, our kids literally text us back. They call us because they understand that it's genuine. We're here to help. Uh, we're not Debbie Downers. You know, we're here to uh, support them and to meet them where they are, no matter what it looks like. And sometimes poverty can really smell. And it has a different language sometimes and it'll blow up and it can be angry sometimes. But if, when you have to understand those attributes of poverty so that we can minister to our kids and we can do it uh, in love and have the capacity to do it and make and make the time to do it. So I know that was long, but uh, that's what it looks like, Ms. Brown. I definitely appreciate you sharing that. And I wanted to see if anyone else on, um, on the podcast would like to um, ask you any questions before we let you go. Um, I just wanted to say, I really appreciate all the information, all the nuggets that you dropped today. I think you asked, this is Jacqueline Anthony, Social Work Services Coordinator in Shatila. Ms. Brown, I think you asked a comprehensive uh, list of questions that really get to the meat and, and uh, potatoes of what school social workers do and who we are uh, in this work uh, to support our children and our families hand in hand with the principals and school staff. And I, I really appreciate how you laid out um, for uh, Atlanta and the communities. Um, Dr. Mobley, uh, the, the relationship and the rapport and everything that uh, school social workers are doing uh, in support of that work. So I, I think it was very comprehensive. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Go you change the world. <laughs> <laughs> Go change the world. I, I also would like to just say, um, Dr. Mobley, that was very inspired, inspiring. The thread piece, oh my goodness, that, that is that was amazing because it, and and of course I, I'm sure that that book is going to be absolutely amazing and uh, a, a top seller. <laughs> Thank <laughs> because, you. I received that. I received it. Yeah, it, it will be because it's more than you know just a text thread. We're, we're involved and integrated into the thread of these kids' lives. That's right. Because That's right, Miss Adelia. Just because they're at school, you know, um, they bring their lives to school. And, and some of them are just there because they they feel like they have to be there. But for a lot of them, it's, it's a safe haven. It's That's a place right. for them to, to work through the thread of their lives, to work through That's the right. poverty, to come out of it, to That's work right. through education because nobody else takes education seriously. Nobody else has graduated with a diploma in their lives. That's I mean, right. their families. That's right. Um, so for some of them, they're first generation. And so you really hit on what social work is, and that is meeting the the student, the family, where they are, not where we expect them to be. That's um, right. 
but that that really really that really hit home for me and the moment that you do it you do pre-orders i'm ready i love it <laughs> well i'm definitely working on it <laughs> i appreciate you all thank you all it felt so wonderful to uh to, to, you know, just to see the faces and hear the voices. And thank you for uh, gracing uh, us today. Thank you for gracing us today. And now I'm going to turn it over to our next podcast host. Thank you so much. Next up, we have Mr. Robert Bass, who is a wonderful and amazing teacher at Midtown High School, who's going to share his experiences with school social workers, um, especially since this month is Social Work Month. How are you doing today, Mr. Bass? I'm well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's always a pleasure to work with you guys, Social Work Department. Thank you, thank you. So of course, um, like we said, this month is School Social Work Month. So can you just share with our listeners, what has been your interaction with school social workers um, over the course of the past few years? Over the past few years, I think my interaction with school social workers has always been positive because um, school social workers play a, a vital role in the education process. We know that there's a, um, like teachers, we there to educate students and do things of that nature. However, social workers come in and add an extra piece. Sometimes our kids are not feeling well, things going on emotionally, have some issues going on. So I find that the social worker has been a, the avenue to help bridge that gap in the classroom. So I thank you guys very much. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And so, of course, like we said, this month is School Social Work Month. So how have you participated in this month? Oh, well, every year I, um, I make my business because my wife, she's a social worker. So I know how important it is and I know how how she brings the baggage home as well. So I try to participate in everything. So this year I did the, uh, I did a, the tacky day, the tacky, the tacky day. I did the, um, the, um, the loud color day. I do everything that they do because I think it's kind of fun and unique. And I had some of the students do some different things. Like we had to do thank you notes. Um, one of them was like, thank you to some people you're thankful for. And my entire first period class, I'm like, you know what, guys? I said, we want to thank our social worker this um, this week because I said it's social worker awareness week or month. And um, she's done a lot for us. I said before, remember we had snacks, she brought snacks in for us because sometimes you guys are in hungry. So she's like, they're like, oh yeah, I want to thank her. They said, I don't really know what to say, but I just want to say let her know thank you and how much we appreciate it. And she's so nice. I said, let me tell you something. Most part, all social workers are nice when they're social working. I said, don't get them outside of school, because you know, it's like something. Nah, I'm just kidding, but I didn't say that. She's a nice person, and it's, just, it's good to know the social work, so you really have issues and things going on. You can speak with them on things like that. Well, thank you. And you know what? And I really, really appreciate those amazing cards that you and your class provided. It was absolutely wonderful. It really made my day. And so I thank you so much for participating in School Social Work Week. I greatly appreciate it. And School Social Work Month. So um, thank you just again for just taking this awesome time uh, to talk with us just about your interactions with school social workers. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave for those that are listening as far as your role as a teacher um, and that relationship and how important it is? to work with school social workers? Well, not only am I a teacher, I'm a special education teacher. Oh, okay. So in that field, we deal with a lot of different issues as well. So for me, I believe the role, the role, the role of the social worker and the uh, special ed teacher, they're critical because sometimes our kids are going through things. Yes. And so we cannot dig deep enough to find out what's going on. So I would refer them to the social worker so the social worker can get in there and talk to them, debrief, they have to debrief or have a little session with them. So I just think it's critical that the um, special, ed special education department 
and just the school department as a whole work with the social worker because sometimes we don't know what's going on with some of these kids. One thing I always tell the students at school, I said, let me know when you're having a bad day. Now, it's not an excuse you from doing work. I said, however, I'll be sure, I'll be careful when I call on you for different things and I'll let you know, I'll say, okay, I'm calling you for this problem right here because I teach math. I'm gonna call on you for this right here. So it's easier to let me know when something's going on so I know when to dive in and say something to you or when not to say something to you. And also, if there's something really that is to a point where it's something that you can't function, function in the classroom, I can direct you to the social worker. So thank you for your role as a social worker and thank you for everything that you do because you know, um, when I look at everything, you know, people always say how teachers don't do, teachers do all this work and don't get paid enough. But I just thank you guys for what you do because social workers do a lot more sometimes than what teachers doing. And you guys are not valued or people just look at it like, oh, he's a social worker. My wife, like I said, she's a social worker. Wow. And I know not only are you guys yeah. just nosy people, but you guys <laughs> are just really good hearted people. So I really thank you for what you do. Well, if we're nosy, it's definitely to solve a problem. It is. It is. I tell her that all the time. It but, definitely is. But I thank you so much for your time today, Mr. Mass. We greatly appreciate you. And we are so excited. Um, and make sure you tune in to the podcast. It will be airing um, actually on March 23rd. Okay. Anytime. Jacqueline Anthony again, Social Work Services Coordinator. I just want to thank our three guests um, for sharing your lived experiences uh, with your school social workers. Uh, the information you provided has been invaluable. So in honor of Social Work Month, please make sure Atlanta that you are celebrating and acknowledging your local school social worker. Also, I also wanted to end by letting you know that our next podcast will air in April. So stay tuned uh, to our social media outlets uh, for the next podcast date.